You're listening to a People of Note podcast, as heard on Classic 1027. A very good evening to you and welcome to People of Note on Classic 1027 with me, Richard Cock. As you well know, this program is broadcast every Sunday from 6 to 8. And in it, I talk to someone who is a person of note and we listen to music of their choice. And I'm very happy to tell you that tonight I've got the newly appointed director of music from the Drakensberg Boys Choir, Vaughan von Sale. Good evening. Good evening, Richard, and good evening to all the listeners. It's great to have you on the program and to know that you're going down to the Drakensberg from when is it? It's from January 2021. That's next year. When hopefully things will be opened up again. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm very pleased to say that the the, the choir has started concerts again, uh, although it's just for an audience of 50 people, like, you know, their rules. In, in their own auditorium. In their own auditorium. At the moment, they, you know, they still can't travel, but at least they are starting. They can do something. Well, and I hope that um, plans are starting to be put together for next year because one of their big things is travel. Absolutely. Uh, we've got um, – uh, I'm, I'm going down to the school soon uh, to attend one of the concerts, but then also uh, to sit down with the headmaster and with the um, head of academics to start with the planning for 2021. So we've already started that, and, yes, we've looked at, looking at possibilities for traveling and to be back to, at, yeah. to normal. One hopes it will uh, be opened again to normal travel, but who knows? Because life is very different now to what it was when you you were a boy there, were you? Absolutely, yes. yes. I was there. I went as a boy in 1982, which is a couple of years ago. And um, I was there until my standard seven year, which is now grade nine. They only go up to grade nine. And then from there I went to my hometown back in Heidelberg to Wurfolkskul, Heidelberg. So that's where you come from? That's where I come from. That's where I grew up. Uh, partly grew up in the Drakensberg, uh, but most of the time Heidelberg, that's my hometown. But obviously it's important years that you spent at the choir school. Yes, Richard. You know, it, that is where my music foundation was laid by the most wonderful, wonderful mentors and music staff. And, and you very well know Bunny Ashley Boerter, who sadly passed away about nearly six years ago, but he played a vital role in in the forming years of my, you know, of my music. Yeah, as as he did with mine, because uh, not that I was a boy at Drakensberg, but uh, he was the head chorister of my school choir when I was at school, and even then, he must have been seventeen, I guess, sixteen or seventeen. He was an impressive character. That's even a, then. That was in Bishop's yes. Cape Town. That's, that's correct. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you, what was he like as a boy? Uh, he was very imposing, actually. Uh, I was in awe of him. I right. was a new boy, so I was in Standard 6 when he was in matric. Uh, and he stayed for an extra year to do post-matric. So I, I had two years of him as head chorister. And he was a very impressive guy. He played a variety of instruments. Right. He conducted the choir. He conducted in the city hall uh, with um, an orchestra. He was, he was amazing as a schoolboy. He was almost like the assistant director of music in the school, wow. even when he was still at school. Because I remember that he used to speak with very fond memories of bishops and, 
uh, the director of music, Claude, Claude Brown. Brown. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that, that's why I had to ask you the question because I've known Bunny for 32 years and so many people have known him. But, you know, we've never been able to speak to somebody who was at school with yeah. him and who knew, knew him as a boy yeah. because he was just one huge figure and yeah. an amazing man. Yeah. Well, I've written a short article about him, and there was another guy, too, who followed him, Alec Grant, who, who had a big influence on me as, as an impressionable youth. Wow. And it's, it's so important, as you well know, uh, those years when people are young, and we'll talk about this yes. uh, in, in our next excerpt. But I think let's start with, because you've chosen a great list of music, and we're going to start with uh, Foray's Requiem. This is the Sanctus from the Foray Requiem, by, uh, sung by St. John's College, Cambridge, under Stephen Cleabury. That was the Sanctus from the Requiem by Gabriel Foray, uh, conducted by Stephen Cleabury. The choice of Vaughan von Sale, who's my guest in People of Note, he will be the director of music at the Drakensberg Boys Choir School from January the 1st next year. Tell me about your years there, because obviously you were selected somehow to go to the Drakensberg Boys Choir School. Yes, you know, Richard, it's actually, we went down for a family holiday in, I think, if I'm correct, was 1980. And we stayed in the then Cathkin um, Park. It, it was, it was, it was a, you know, with chalets and so on. And my father took me to the choir school and he said, wouldn't I like to come to this school? And I looked at it and I thought to myself, no ways because it's too far away from home and you had to be a border you had to be a border it was you know it was just so far away and you know i was i thought to myself i can't be away from home like that and then my dad and i went on a fishing we went to camp at at the fall dam then and we went fishing in the the year after 1981 and that night we were sleeping in the tent and i got up and i said to my dad i think i want to go to this to this school because then I had sung my first I Stedford. The very first song I sang was Hasi Any Borsi. Cute little kiddie song. Anyway, so we went down, I did the audition with Bunny, and I, I, I said that he's the first because the day after he passed away, I was down in the in the in the burg when when I went to at least I saw him um the day before he passed away and um there was a memorial the day after he passed away and uh, I was asked to just say a couple of things about him because we were great friends right up until the end. And um, I remember at the choir school, we had to go through the school and then through the matron's flat. And we had to jump over a little wall, a, a low little wall. Bunny jumped first and then myself. And I said that was the first leap him and I took together. And little did I know that we would become wonderful colleagues later on when I was an adult but um yes so i was got a place into the choir school and i had the most fantastic time um you know with all the different as i said the music education is one thing but then with all the different tours and international tours we had and that's where i also started my piano lessons towards the end of um, standard five and um yeah so it's 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 been fa it was great it was a great grounding absolutely for you. Yeah. absolutely and and even if i speak to other old boys they would all agree, you know, even the boys who didn't pursue a music career, uh, but most definitely the ones who, who is in the music industry. Yeah. 
of which there are many now. Yes, now yeah. there are many. Well, I think let's listen to the Drakensberg Boys Choir. They're going to sing a piece by uh, Jan Peterzoon Sveilink. This is it's a wonderful piece called Hodie Christus Natus Est. Yes, that's that's right. It's actually a piece we recorded um a Christmas the CD is called uh, Christmas with the Drakensberg and um yeah, I conducted this back then. It we recorded it in Durban and St Paul's. Was this when you were still a boy or afterwards? When I, when I was a choir master. Okay, later. well, you're going to tell us about yes. that after this. But here they come. This is the Drakensberg Boys Choir, Hodie Christus Natus Est. That was Hodie Christus Natus Est by Jan Petersen Sveilink, sung by the Drakensberg Boys Choir and conducted by you. That's right. That's correct. So just give us the sequence of events. You were at Drakis. You then went back to school in Heidelberg. And then? Yes, I matriculated in Heidelberg, were folk school, and then I went to the. I had to go to my uh, do my two year military training, and originally I was called up to go into the infantry in Palaborva, and I thought to myself, you know, uh, my brother was in the infantry. I thought, you know, I want to sing, and so we had to quickly make another plan. I said to my father, please, you know, can I not? Can we not try and for me to do an audition with the Canaries, the Canaries, the South African Defence Force Church Choir and Concert Group of the time? And my father actually got through. I'm not sure how it worked, but when the the, the commanding officer, who was Duomini Kotsia, heard you know of my musical background, he said, "If I'm in uh, the um, Valhalla Air Force Base that afternoon, he can." do an audition because apparently they had already selected the choir or it was, you know, and nearly sent out all the notifications. And then I got a place into the Canaris, which I was very thankful for. So you continued with your with your musical activities then yes. for the next two years? Yes, absolutely. As conductor or singer or what? Uh, what I did in the first year, we, we were just a, um, what they called in Afrikaans, flugman or flight man, uh, a troop, and then in my second year I was a conductor. We were four conductors uh, in the Canaries because there were all the young men, all the all the guys were you know had some other musical background or could play some sort of instrument, you know, and many brilliant ones. Yeah, so it was a a, a smart group, very smart group. Yeah. No, we you know we were really like brothers, and we you know we did a lot of concerts, we toured a lot, so that was that was great fun. Yeah. And and then you after that you went. Then uh, when it was during that time when military service was just all of a sudden shortened, um, we had to instead of the end of the year, which was the end of 1990, we we had to finish end of July. And um, you know what do you do? There's a whole half a year left. So I actually then spoke to Bunny at the choir school, and he said, "What about?" me going back as a student choir master because he wanted to start that project and I was the first student choir master um, as an old boy to go back to to Drakis. Gosh so your relationship with the school has been deep and long. Very yeah. yes nearly 40 years now yeah. it's, it's been nearly 40 years so it's it and it was it, it was con- continuously you know my relationship yeah. was it was a continuous. On and off but continuous. On and off yeah. but, but continuous. Now, you were talking about flying and being a member of the Canaries, and we don't have a Canary piece, but we do have a Bluebird piece. 
which is a very beautiful piece. Very. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's it's also a piece that I was exposed to way back at the Drakensberg, and um, I've you know I, I just love it. I think it is one of the most beautiful pieces. It is, is with the the bluebird just hovering That's on right. the air at the That's end. That's right. This is sung by the choir of Gonville and Keys College, uh, and it's the Bluebird by Charles Villiers Stanford. That was the Bluebird by the British-Irish composer Charles Villiers Stanford. It was sung by the choir of Gonville and Keys College in Cambridge, and it's the choice of Vaughan van Sale, who's my guest in People of Note. As you can hear, he's had a long and fruitful relationship with the Drakensberg Boys Choir, and he's going back from January the 1st as the director of music. So you went there as a student uh, conductor, and then you obviously did quite a lot with them while you were there. Yes. This, this was when? Early 1990? This was at the end now. of 90. Uh, it was September 1990 until the end of, um, if I remember correctly, towards the end of 1991. And Which was an exciting period in South Africa because things were starting to happen and very, open up. Absolutely. Know. And what, you know... Drakis over the years have been doing the African music um, programs, which they're very well known for. And in 1985, when I was a boy at the school, I was in Standard 7, my senior year, that was the first year we actually did African music. Bunny Ashley Buerta brought an African music program in with the help and the support of Andrew Tracy from Graham Star. And this was the beginning of the period when choirs started singing African music. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And you guys sort of led the way. We led the way. It was not like it is today because um, we did the singing of the different pieces. Um, but, you know, when it comes to the movements, we looked like cavemen because we were just said, you know, we were said, just move, just dance. So we, there was nothing choreographed because it was, you know, very... It, it it was very new, so um, I've got a video actually. If I look back to it, it's 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 incredible. You know, it's so we danced like crazy. Um, every boy just did their own movements, and then the African music was left. Uh, it, we didn't do it again, or Drakis didn't do it again after '85, and then as a student choir master, um, I, the international choir, which at the time was the two. Uh, different choirs um, with the two choir masters at the choir school, which that it worked like that for many years. And um, then they would select an international choir to tour overseas from the two choirs. And then I said to the conductor who was taking the, the choir overseas, Buertes Gresse at the time, I said, well, you know, what about this African music program? Let's revive it. So we did. And that's where we actually started with the African music again because I was a companist. I was appointed to be the accompanist for that tour to Greece. And you probably had some uh, young kids in the choir who knew how to dance by then. A few, yeah. a few. But we worked very, very hard. And I remember that with the click song, I don't know if they still do it up to this day, but I, they did con continue to do it for a couple of years after that. Um, we were did our final rehearsals in the Linda Auditorium, uh, which you also know very well. It's like a second home for you. Um, and the, the the choir was moving on stage. Then I thought, you know, um, the click song, uh, the Congo um, Tuan, 
I thought, you know, wait, let's get some of the of the staff there, and there were some ladies who were cleaning, and I said, please come to the stage of um, the auditorium and show us some movements in specific places. And they actually did it, and the boys did it, and those movements were kept for years yeah. after that. Well, your next choice is Shosholoza. So just tell us a bit about this. Shosholoza, of course, is like a, you know, a lot of people say second national anthem. Um, and um, we, one of the times that that I was, you know, that I was privileged enough to meet uh, President Nelson Mandela was at the opening of the International Convention Center in Durban. And we had a big concert there with VIP guests, and he was one of them. And... Um, in the program, we did Shoja Loza. And, you know, whenever, uh, you know, I think he heard that piece, he would get up. And he actually that evening got up from his chair, which was in the front row, and he came to stand next to me. And he, both of us sort of like did the Madiba jive. Or I tried, he did. <laughs> so there we are. This is Shoja Loza, sung by the Drakensberg Boys Choir. That was Shoja Loza sung by the Drakensberg Boys Choir, and it's the choice of Vaughan von Sale, who's my guest in People of Note, who's going there in January. Are you looking forward to getting back to the mountains? Richard, very, very much. I really am I'm starting to get, you know, not starting, I am so excited about it, um, and I'm already, you know, thinking ahead, you know, of, you know, the, the, the time we're going to have, and, the, and the, it's going to be a lot of hard work. Uh, but 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 I think I'm ready for it. Now I'm very excited. Yeah. And you've already been doing some auditions yes. for next year. That's correct. We've started doing auditions. I did some auditions in Joburg um, on Saturday. Um, so, yes, no, we've already started. And if people want to audition or if they want their grandchildren or children, what, what must they do? Um, they can contact the school because the school, um, they're planning auditions in different um you know, places um, throughout South Africa, and they can um, just contact the the, the marketing manager. Um, the, can I give the yes, email address? Yes. It's marketing at dbquire dot com. Um, they can just send an email. Uh, the marketing manager is Deirdre Alcock, or they can phone the school on o three six four six eight. 1012. I remember that number well. (laughs) (laughs) So there you are, marketing at dbquire.com or the phone number 036 468 1012. Because I remember you just mentioned uh, Betty. Uh, yes. Bunny's wife, and she used to answer the phone. That's correct. <laughs> yes, no, she did because she also worked at the choir school. Yeah. She was, she did, she actually taught me. When I was in Standard Four, she uh, taught me um, geography and Afrikaans. Uh, she because she was a, a qualified teacher as well. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, I had a lot to do with them over the years. We've done a lot of things together with my choirs and with Starlight Classics. Over the I years, remember. we've wor- worked many, many times together. That's right. A yeah. lot of good times. And, a lot of and good times. I know times. that that Bunny all, all, always enjoyed it, and the boys yeah. as well. Yeah. And uh, one of the things uh, that we did do once was uh, Carmina Burana. We we often provided the men because yes. uh, the men because they were still so young were, were not often strong singers. That's right, yeah. tenors and basses because it's you know it's it's like um, we also we also did the Carmina with the Canaries way back um, because of the same reason 
um, you know, for the more mature tenor and bass voices who could do the parts. And we're going to play this, and then you're going to tell me what's behind it. This is the Drakensberg Boys Choir, the Canaries that you've talked about, and Imi Longi Cantu Choral Society performing O Fortuna. O Fortuna, tell us about that. This was quite amazing, quite an amazing project we did in 1995, um, because the South African Air Force turned 75, and they wanted to be a, to do a big, huge. Um, Celebration, celebration yeah. of it, uh, and it was decided that they're going to do it on top of the, you know, Drakensberg. If you at the school and you look at the what we call the Rolls Royce, you know, you look right at the top there. So they had this huge um, project, and the VIP guest was then President Nelson Mandela. But then the Air Force decided that we must make a CD, uh, which we could present to Madiba. At the top of the mountain, he would get the first copy of it, and um, we did the project. Uh, we did the we recorded the CD up in Johannesburg, if I remember correctly. It was Downtown Studios, um, which was Drakis, as you said, the, the Canaries and the Imilongi Cantu uh, um, Choral Society. And one of the tracks was this one that you've just heard was the O Fortuna, um, accompanied by the Air Force Band. Which is who were also on top of the mountain or not? No, no, no. they they didn't go. No, we actually had, at the top of the mountain. They they flew us all up all through the choirs, but all the music was done just with a piano accompaniment. So they had to yeah. fly the piano up as well, and the poor. Um, I remember the piano tuner. Um, his name was Ian, um, and he was afraid of heights, and he had to fly up before the rehearsal to go and tune the piano, and then. They had to fly him up again just before the concert to retune it because it had to stay outside overnight. But they closed it with, with if I can remember, you know, these sails. The, yeah. They covered it up. Um, it was upright, but it was quite something to accompany right at the top yeah. of the mountain. Well, at least you had the Air Force involved, so you didn't have to pay someone to get you up and no, down. No, but precisely. No, yeah. they did all of that. But the, the Air Force did actually do percussion yeah. in the offer to And, and the, the boys must have loved this flying around in helicopters. They did. Yeah. They did. They, they absolutely loved it. I, you know, there were a few helicopters that flew us up, and they had stands up there with seats and... Um, flag poles with the South African flags and and the, the different choir flags and the Air Force flag and it was yeah. it was quite an amazing experience. Yeah. It was pretty chilly up there. And and I'm sure that as on similar occasions, Madiba shook hands with everyone. He did. Yeah. Straight after, well, once again he came down at the end of the concert because we sang Shorjaloza, and he came down and did the Madiba jive and. With the whole standing in front of all the choristers, and then he actually went. After that, he went to sit on my seat, and um, but then uh, after a while, he got up as the choir left. All the choristers, you know, left their choir lines, and he shook every single person's hand who performed that day. Yeah, it is amazing how he did that no, every he, time. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. he was he was amazing. Quite amazing. Now, uh, obviously, though, you were on high land at that time, right up at the top of the mountain, and your next choice is Highland Cathedral, and this is uh, Andre Rieu 
at the New Year concert in Sydney. This is not with the Drakis, I guess. Not with the Drakis, no. It's just them. Yeah, here it comes. That was Highland Cathedral as performed by Andre Rear at the New Year concert in Sydney. That was done in 2018. And I see you've you've also got some more up-to-date recordings from the Ndlovu Youth Choir. Now, this is an interesting choir because uh, there were several people who came out of the Drakensberg Boys Choir who've become important choir masters in their own right. I'm thinking of uh, Michael Barrett, for example. Yes. There have been some good singers who've come out of there. Uh, Nick Nicolaides. Um, there, there, there Clint, lots van of Linda, Clint van der Linde. David Kimberg. David Kimberg. Yeah, there are lots of oh, them. Oh, there are many of them. Yeah. And uh, the Ndlovu Youth Choir have gone on to do some very exciting things. Yes. Uh, you know, Richard, I'm very, very proud of of the of the Ndlovu Youth Choir, but then also of their uh, choir director, who's Ralf Schmidt, also an ex-Draki. And what is so special for me about it is that he is, during the time that I was choir master at Draki's, he was my head chorister in 1997. So he has worked so, so hard. And, you know, he's got a very unique style. And, you know, he's a very inspirational person. You also know him well. You know, he's is quite a vibrant person and what he's done with the with this Ndlova Youth Choir is just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and he took them off to uh, America's Got Talent and, and That's correct. was in the finals or That's correct. somehow. Yeah. No, they went through um, very, very popular. I mean, they just wowed the world actually, not even to talk about the judges, Simon Cull yeah. and, and all of that, but they just... They, you know, they've made South Africa so proud, yeah. um, you know, with what they've achieved over there. And this was uh, an important song because it came out, I think, in 94, somewhere in the early 90s, My African Dream. Vicky Sampson sang it yep. originally. That's correct. Um, and, and here it is sung by the Ndlovu Youth Choir. That was the Ndlovu Youth Choir singing My African Dream, uh, an important song from... The 90s. That's correct. You know, and it's, it, it says so much if you, if you listen to it. And, I mean, this arrangement's done so well by Rolf um, that, you know, and I know that you can just hear, and when you see the video, you can just see the choristers in total, you know, they… They're they, enthralled by the totally. whole thing. Yeah. They just love what they do. You they're know. incredibly motivated. Very, yeah. very, very. Yeah. You know, they just, you can see that they've got a total passion for what they yeah. do. Now… You yourself, though, uh, for some years ran a, a song and dance group. So you're another product of the Drakis who went on to found your own groups and choirs. But you ran something rather different, a song and dance group at Rand Afrikaans University or University of Johannesburg. That's correct. When I left the um, Drakensburg Boys Choir at the end of 1998, I was actually um, contacted by Rita von Enjefer and she, you know, she was an amazing person as well, and still is. But uh, while she worked at, at Rao, or later on became UJ, um, she started this musical group called the then Rao Song and Dance Company. And um, she contacted me and asked me whether I would be interested in being the musical director for this song and dance company. And um, for me, it was a wonderful new challenge. And I said, yes, you know, why not? Because at, at that stage in 1998, um, eight, 
they did their first musical with Backtracks, which I, which was West Side Story. And then in 19... Wow, that's quite something to start with. It, it, yeah. it was, absolutely. And then in 1999, uh, we did a commissioned work which was uh, called Mabet. Um, it was uh, composed, the music was composed by Howard Morgan and his um, ex-wife Gay Lampert wrote the story. And it was a like a love story uh, which happened during the Anglo-Boer War. And um, yeah, from there we... And then, and then the next musical, which was um, in 2000, we did Chicago. But then from there on, from there on we used professional live musicians, uh, which was a fantastic experience. And all the, 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 the members of the group did an audition. But Rao or Hugh J, you know, they, you can't go study music there or anything like that. You can't go get a degree or a diploma in it. But um, all the students, we, we had a cast of about between 30 and 40. They all got a cultural bursary for, for being in the a UJ Song and Dance Company. And I was there for seven years. Magic times we had. Yeah. And, and since then, you've been involved with several other choirs as well. That's correct. I conducted also the choir from Laarschool Helderkrein, uh, which we call the Laarschool Helderkrein Kinderkoor, and then the Conspirator Choir from um, of, of Wurschool Florida, which I still direct at, uh, you know, at, at this moment. And then I was also, you know, the other choirs that I, at the, uh, you know, the, the choirs of St. Peter's in Sunning Hill, the, the boys' prep choir, um, and St. Peter's College, and we're folk school, Edelberg. Um, so Gosh, so you've been involved all around the place. And I remember one of the pieces that was done at UJ, I'm not sure it was when you were there, was with Carl Jenkins. They did The Armed Man. Was, uh, were you there then? I conducted that. That's, oh, right. Yes. The, it was the um, – sorry, no, not, not The Armed Man. Um, it was it – was, Starbad Mata, was no, it? No, Voices of Light okay. of Richard Einhorn. Yes. That's, that's right. But they, they, it was a very go-ahead choir that they had there and the song and dance group. But let's listen to uh, part of the Mass for Peace. This is the Arnus Day from The Armed Man by Carl Jenkins. That was the Agnus Day from The Armed Man, a mass for peace, conducted by Carl Jenkins. And I remember he came out, That's I think, correct. to conduct it. That's correct. And I mean, I was, you said you conducted it, but he, I, it was a, it no, was no, a momentary I, lapse. Absolutely, because I was thinking of Voices of Light, yeah. which we did at UJ. Um, but, but what I did for The Armed Man is that I was con- uh, contacted by Renette Bauer, um, who's the... Also, a brilliant, brilliant, uh, brilliant yeah. um, uh, conductor of the UJ um, University Choir, and she asked if I was at St. Peter's uh, Boys School at that stage, and you know if I've got boys who might be able to sing right at the beginning, which is the Kyrie, and we, um, I actually did have a couple of boys, and she came out to listen, and uh, the boy that was selected was he was called James Deacon. Beautiful, pure soprano voice that James had, and he sang um, in The Armed Man. Just let's talk for a moment about uh, boys' voices and the role that you think the Drakensberg Boys Choir can play in South Africa now. Because when they started, they were pretty well unique. Yes. Uh, But since then, a lot of other choirs of a similar nature have grown up around South Africa. That's correct. I think what, um, it's, it's so true what you say, because choirs, have, it's, it's just booming, you know, and 
And South African choirs in particular are very popular internationally. Um, I think because the South African choirs are so versatile, you know, in what they can do, you know, they can sing from standing still, something classical, whatever, and then just go over into movement and dance. And, and, and really South African choirs are very good in adapting to the different styles or genres of music. And we always try to do our best, for instance, doing different languages, trying to really have the pronunciation right, all the choreography, or whether it's folk music or, or what. And, and I think for quite a while, uh, the Drakensberg Boys Choir has set a trend in the earlier years for this to happen because they were you know, quite in the forefront um, with what they did. And um, I, th I think they, you know, they, they, they set a trend and, and choirs, I, I know specifically of a, of a few choirs who, who followed yes. the trend that they set. Um, and, and with their unique sound and their special voices being the boy voices. But now, the other thing that was interesting in uh, Bunny Ashley Boerter's days that you not only did they do that sort of concert choir stuff, but they also did things like Mozart Requiem, Messiah, yes. and John Passion. They did serious music as well. Absolutely. It's, and it, when you were there, too. That's right. Yeah. That's correct. I was a accompanist for a lot of them. Um, um, I remember we did... There were a lot of concerts that we did with with, with full orchestra, and um, yeah. So it was. It's, we had these different programs. If you take throughout the year, it was it was absolutely actually mind blowing. Thinking back, that you know we could do uh, the Mozart Requiem, and then we also had the Messiah, and, and and within one week you could do a serious concert like that and a much lighter one. Oh, th we yeah. did that during. Um, um, festivals like uh, the music in the mountains. So there would be the, the 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 Saturday night, which was the gala concert, just totally fun with uh, a theme. And I remember Bunny and I, the ones, you know, we were dressed up like chefs, and you know, conducting with wooden spoons, and and you know, make the audience just a sort of party time. Absolutely, yeah. going crazy and getting the audience participation. Yeah. You know, all of that involved, which you also like a lot. Yeah. And, and I think that the people, the supporters, love that. They love to be a part of it. And then we'd have on the Sunday, for instance, the Messiah or, you know, yeah, the different programs. So are you already formulating some plans for the future? Yes. No, I'm definitely thinking about it. Um, we you see part of the, of the school's strategy is to keep on moving on with the times because, you know, we have to do that. We have to... Um, look at, you know, where we're going and how to keep the choir appealing. Yeah, and how to attract boys. How there. to attract boys and the audiences. So it's a continuous, you know, work that's got to be done and to, to stay with the times because, as you've said, you know, there are now many, many choirs around and many popular choirs and so. So it's so there's more competition now. Yes, there's more competition. Yeah. Um, but I think that what I'm very excited about is for us to – you know, keep on, you know, in the forefront of, of things as we go along. So I'm going to play your next choice, which is The World in Union, PJ Powers. But I also want to talk about uh, why you think it's important that boys go there, let's say to the Drakensberg, rather than sing in their local school choir, because the, the intensity that you work with there is important. So let's listen to The World in Union. And you've got a story about this, but we'll hear it afterwards. Here it comes, PJ Paz and Ladysmith Black Mambazo. 
That was PJ Powers and Ladysmith Black Mambazo performing World in Union. That's correct. This, whenever I hear this piece, um, driving in the car or my radio's on at home, or uh, I think back to 1995 with the uh, Rugby World Cup, and we the Drakis were asked with um, to to go and sing the. The, the national anthems at uh, the, uh, the start of the World Cup in Newlands uh, down in Cape Town. And when I hear this piece, I don't so much think of that actual match. I think of the rehearsals before. You know, we went down, we stayed in a place there called the Apostle Batarei, which was a, a, like barracks of the police or whatever it was in the sort of mountains. Uh, but... We had a, it, it was such a wonderful experience because we all flew down from Joburg down to Cape Town. And the build up to that first match, as I say, the rehearsals on Newlands, practicing our places and all of that, and hearing this, the World in Union, continuously. I've got the most fondest memories of, of, the, of that. And did they let you watch the match? They let us watch the match, yes. Bunny conducted the, the, the national anthem um, or the two na- national anthems with a two teams on the sides one team of course our spring box and um, then after the match we could go sit right next to the field and watch the match so now let's come back to why it's important for boys to spend time at the Drakensberg Boys Choir what is so special about it that they should go there it's if I can talk from personal experience it's being an environment where all the boys are there, g- attend the school for the same reason, which is the choir, the music. Of course, the academics are strong. They've got their normal sport. So it's not like they don't have sport. But to be in that environment where you have two choir rehearsals a, a day of, every day of the week, plus one concert every Wednesday afternoon in the, sco- in the auditorium of the school. Um, it's quite intense. Very intense. So it's, it's you know... Boys come to the school who hasn't had a background of singing in a choir, and they there develop the love for it. So I would say that if you know if a boy likes singing, that is quite the place to be. Although um, there's nothing you know wrong with the with the local school choirs because they work just as hard with the time that they've got. Um, I know that because that's what I do at the moment, and it's you know it's it's you've just got your two or three hours a yep. week. You've got to fight for your slot, though. You have to fight and yeah, for your slot, and, you know, you've got Whereas to... Whereas at Drogensburg, you don't have to. That's the whole reason they're there. That's right. That's the whole reason they're there. Now, it might seem like a lot of singing, but if you take... All the preparation for all the different concerts and tours is very exciting because you continuously put programs together for a specific reason, and that is nice. And the boys have a lot of interacting in the actual you know, preparation of these programs. And, um, you know, I've always said, and, you know, we've always done this with boys come up with ideas as well. And, and it's fantastic what they come up with, with regarding to certain movements or, you know, even the musical things. I'm talking to Vaughan van Sale, who is going to be director of music at the Drakensberg Boys Choir School from January the 1st next year. And obviously he has plans for the future. Uh, I've known him for many years. And they're just doing auditions at the moment for the school. And if you're interested or you know someone who's interested, marketing at dbchoir.com 
is the place to go. Marketing at dbquire.com or there's a phone number 036-468-1012. And I'll give that again at the end of the program. People of Note is the program on Classic 1027, and that's where we are right now. Now, you've mentioned a couple of times conducting, uh, and you've obviously conducted the choir and orchestras for this. And your next choice is from the Enigma Variations by Edward Elgar. This is the famous Nimrod. That was Nimrod from the Enigma Variations by Edward Elgar, played by the London Symphony Orchestra. Yes, no, it's, I've, I've, I've got a great love for this piece, and it's just, you know, it's just every time I hear it as well, I get goosebumps. You know, it just does something for the soul. And um, I remember very well what the first experience I got to conduct orchestra was when I was um, bon, Bunny's colleague down in Drakensberg, and we did a kaleidoscope program with the Drakensberg Boys Choir. And we did the performance in the Johannesburg City Hall. And I remember you attended the rehearsal. And I'm not sure whether it, it was the uh, the uh, servants' chorus from Don Pasquale, Don City. And I, I think you still helped providing the orchestral scores for that. Yeah. Because that was the very first piece that I conducted um, because it was a variety of programs. So it was kaleidoscope. And I remember my hands shaking as I stood in front of that Intimidating orchestra. Is, isn't that it, because the first time you do it is literally the first time you do it. I mean, Absolute. there's no rehearsing anywhere. You have to stand up and do it. And do it. You hold the baton and it's shaking. And you don't want anybody to see that. But Bunny sat. We had two chairs um, on either side of the podium where we conducted from. And Bunny was sitting on my right-hand side. And he said to me, you'll be fine. Just relax and enjoy what you do. And I stood there, and as I gave the upbeat and the orchestra started playing, I think it was about eight beats into it, it just went. I just loved it. I just really, really enjoyed it. It was amazing. Uh, No, it is an amazing experience, actually, controlling a group like that who do whatever you want them to do. And they want to look good also. Of course. And and, and the other thing which gave me a very comforting experience feel is when the the drakies, the boys actually came in and they started singing so and they looked at me and, and I knew them very well <laughs> so that helped and here comes uh, another orchestral piece now this is the Trich Trach Polka uh, by Johann Strauss the second and there is a vocal version of this but this is just the orchestral version or is it the vocal version no this is the no. orchestral version but we did with the drakies, we did the vocal the vocal version that's yeah. the vocal version it's amazing how many vocal versions there are of these things, like the Blue Danube, for example, and, and other things, Voices of Spring. It is. You've got yeah. to look so carefully. You can't just say, you know, give the title of a piece. You've got yeah. to actually check that it's the orchestral or the vocal. Yeah. So version. here it is, Trich Trach Polka by Johann Strauss. That was the Trich Trach Polka by Johann Strauss, uh, played by the Royal Vienna Orchestra. One of the other aspects of the boys' training at the Drakensberg Choir School is instrumental training, of course. That's correct. Tell me a bit about that. Yes, they've got different uh, instruments that they offer. And at the moment, I'm not 100% sure exactly what the instruments are, but the basic ones. So the boys have the opportunity to um, to, to, to play, you know, um, and, and, and study different instruments. I, With the auditions, the, the school actually sent four boys up 
of different age groups um, on uh, the last uh, weekend that we did auditions. Um, but there was grade six, grade seven, and then two grade nine boys. And I actually asked them, and they all, all four of them play, you know, different instruments. Sometimes so, two. Some of them two and some three, if you take voice into account, yeah. because they do, um, pe- you know, some people think voice is not an instrument, but it, but it is. So, um, so the, the, they do study. I would say the majority of the boys um, play or take study an individual instrument. Now, one of the choices you've made is from that extraordinary film, As It Is in Heaven, and uh, it's Gabriella's song. Uh, just tell us, because that was an amazing film. Very inspirational. I remember I went to watch it with a, a very good friend of mine, Lizette, who was also my choir accompanist at, at the Drakensberg um, when I was choir master. She was my piano teacher when I was standard nine and ten. She was young, just um, f- freshly out of Stellenbosch University. And one day she phoned me and said, said there's this um, beautiful new movie out at Cinema Nouveau and it was this As It Is in Heaven and I I was totally blown away by the movie you know being a conductor myself and training choirs and 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 working with the voices and just just seeing this the story about this this conductor and with this Gabriela song which which was just mind-blowing. Here it is Gabriela's song from the movie As It Is in Heaven. That was Gabriella's song from As It Is in Heaven, the choice of Vaughan van Sale, who's my guest in People of Note. And as you've heard, he will be the new director of music at the Drakensberg Boys Choir School from the 1st of January next year. And actually, we've got a link with uh, Classic 1027 because one of our announcers, Shireen Hollier, has a, a boy at the school. That's correct. And I got I met her last week because... Um, we, as I say, we did the auditions and she did a wonderful interview with us the other day on Classic FM. And what a vibrant, inspirational, um, lively person she yeah. is and, uh, and a great presenter as well. Yeah. So, And I know that she loves the fact that, you know, to be um, involved with the drug is with her son being there as well. So it's going to be a sort of new experience for you to be back in that environment because – how long is it since you've been directly involved with the school? Quite some time. Yes, I have. Um, basically, when Bunny retired, uh, which was in 2006, um, you know, I haven't been involved really at the school um, since then. Um, but but it'll know. be great to go back now. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm and I'm excited. sure a lot has changed in those intervening 14 years. A lot of things have changed. Well, and, and society has changed. Society has changed. But f- from what I gather and what I, what I notice is that a lot of the things in the school itself is still the same. Um, you know, the way it operates. The way it operates yeah. and the way it used to be. But obviously, a lot of new things in place there. Well, that'll be exciting to see. And uh, your next piece is an unusual choice, uh, Tussen Trainer. Tussen Trainer, yes. It's, this is from uh, the series way back, uh, Ballade for Enkeling. And these two mu- musicians, um, Richard van der Westeisen in Lochner, Lochner de Kok, are, they're amazing. They've got such a unique sound. And if you listen to this song, um, it's, it's, you can absolutely picture and 
hear the trains um, in your head. Uh, I love trains. I've, I've loved model trains since I was a little boy. I still would look at them. I miss on our railway tracks the the steam locomotives that um, that was seen everywhere uh, earlier years. But there's, these two are great musicians, and, and I've got a great love for Afrikaans music as well, like with all the other music, but especially these two. They, they're magnificent musicians. Richard van der Westhuizen and Lochner de Kok performing Tussen Trainer. That was Tussen Trainer by Richard van der Westhuizen and Lochner de Kok, the choice of Vaughan van Sale, my guest in People of Note. And actually, your, your choice of music is quite wide-ranging. And here's a piece by Charlie Chaplin. Just tell us about that. Smile. This is um, a piece uh, done by the Drogsburg Boys Choir during lockdown. Um, so it's actually one of these virtual um, videos that they made, which I think was done amazingly um, under, under the direction of Bernard Krier, who's there at the moment. And... Um, or currently, and this is done amazingly well, you know, um, during this lockdown period. Because it's not easy to do these things. Not easy to do, and the boys did very, very well. Yeah, and because I've been doing a few lockdown things, and it takes forever. It does. Yeah. It does. You, have yeah. you done some too? Not – we we have worked on, on one with, with one of my choirs with a virtual video, Um um, as far as I know, all the choruses have recorded their bits and pieces, and I think they're busy editing. But I know that it just the amount of time that goes it into takes this forever. You work longer hours now yeah, yeah, yeah. if you've got something to do than what you yeah. work with when and, we're on the go. And when people are working from home, they get up. They don't have to drive anywhere. They sit down at their desks and they work. Uh, they don't take so long off for lunch and things like that. And then they just work because you don't. You are there. Precisely. It's amazing. No, yeah. absolutely. It's so productivity for some people has improved enormously, I think. No, for sure. No, I yeah. agree with that. I agree with that. So here it is. Smile. Uh, this is a Charlie Chaplin song sung by the Drakensberg Boys Choir School. That was a recording done virtually with the boys contributing from their homes or wherever they were. That's correct. Yeah. And it's Smile by Charlie Chaplin, the choice of Vaughan van Sale, who's my guest in People of Note. And we're sort of coming near the end of the program now. And one of the pieces you've chosen is Barcelona, which is a crossover between an opera singer, Montserrat Caballé, and a pop singer, Freddie Mercury, which is actually where a lot of music is going these days, crossover. And it's important, I'm sure, for, for the choir as well. Exactly. That's exactly the reason, Richard, why I chose this piece, because I actually like it a lot. I, I love this crossover um, between these two brilliant singers and musicians in their own right um, and this majestic piece. I mean, it's just it's you. I love huge. I love energy. I love uh, I, I thrive on it. Uh, and, you know, if if I can work with a choir with a lot of energy, you know, it just makes my work so much more pleasant and I, and, I, and I thrive on that and this is what a piece like this does as well, it's like the other recording which I really like is the Panis Angelicus of uh, Luciano Pavarotti and Sting um, I, I, just, I just enjoy this Yeah, it's putting unlikely combinations together and it just shows you how it can work you know, that, in, that music is such an international language 
And, um, you know, to see, for instance, somebody like, I, I, I watched the video of uh, Pavarotti and Sting the other day of Panis Angelicus, and you could see that Sting was not quite in his comfort zone, but he gave it his all. And I, I, th- I think it was pretty, um, uh, what's the right word, um, you know, standing next to Pavarotti. Yeah. And trying it inspired him. It's inspired yeah. him and very overwhelming. Yeah. So I really enjoyed this. And in fact, um, I remember doing a version of uh, Barcelona with the Drakis from one of the right. early Starlight Classics. We made a CD again. Okay. So they must have made quite a lot of CDs over the years. They have. No, yeah. there, there's, there's many CDs that's been made yeah. over the years. Well, here come Freddie Mercury and Montserrat Caballé performing Barcelona. That was uh, Freddie Mercury and Montserrat Caballé performing Barcelona, the choice of Vaughan van Sale. And we're right at the end of the program now, and you just mentioned, Orfair, that you you have another choir that you run. Yes, no, it's the uh, the, the choir in Pretoria, which which is the law school Anton van Vaux, Kinnerkoer, at law school Anton van Vaux. And actually, we did an international tour to Sweden two years ago. Um, with uh, they're from grade four until seven, and um, a lot of energy also from the choruses there, and and I with all like all the other choirs I miss all of them during this lockdown yeah. uh, lockdown period, which I'm sure you the same with with your choir. We certainly choirs. have been missing it, and I I just gather from our conversation now the energy that's going to come to the Drakensberg from January the first next year when you start there. And uh, that adrenaline is what drives all of us, I think, and and the yes. the working together with people, which is so important. I mean, it's it's a fantastic part of our work. Absolutely, we're very privileged and very blessed that we can do this sort of work, and that we can work with people who continuously inspire us as conductors, choir trainers, and and we try to do the same towards you know for them, um, and then the audiences, you know. Are, it's it's like a three-way street for me always. It's the choir, myself, the conductor, and the audience. We must keep on yeah. inspiring each other. And in fact, it's very much like an electrical current which flows through a conductor, literally. You're, you're yeah. totally right yeah. when you say that. You're totally right when you say that. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I know that from your performances as well. You can just see it. It's you that channel of that yeah. electrical current flowing. And I'm sure that's what you're going to bring to the school when you start mm-hmm. there again. And... That's it. We've come to the end of the program. It always goes so fast. It does. I can't, believe it. Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. And, and we thank you at home for listening. You've been listening to People of Note on Classic 1027 with me, Richard Cock, and my guest tonight, Vaughan Finsell. Thank you, Vaughan, for coming in. Richard, it was such an honor and a privilege to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me. And it's great to, to speak on the program and for all the listeners and Classic FM. Thank and, you so much. And the last thing I want to say is if you're interested, then marketing at dbchoir.com is where you can get information. 036-468-1012 is the number. I'll be with you with full works throughout the week, Monday to Friday. And, of course, I'll be back next Sunday with another People of Note. So thank you all for listening. Thanks to Matabataba Khadebe, who's helped us put this program together. And until next time, from all of us here, We wish you a very good night.